Blog Talk Radio. My name is Beverly D, and we are having part two with Robert X. Robert X is a master researcher. He is from Chicago, Illinois. Robert X has been researching for over 30 years. Robert X used to um, research a lot of the politicians, politics. He would give us the who is who and what is what. He would give us information that you would not hear in mainstream media. Now Robert X is researching metaphysics. And for those of you that are new in metaphysics, if you don't quite understand all what he is saying, the good part about it is that he will give you where to go and get the information and do your research. For those of us that have been uh, into metaphysics metaphysics for a while, uh, the information that he gives us will fill in the gaps. So, uh, and also, before I pull Brother Robert X up, if you want to talk to him and ask him some questions, you can call 347 215 8041, and you push the number 1. That's 347-215-8041, and you push the number 1, and you will be able to talk to Brother Robert X. He has so much information, I'm not going to uh, take up any more time. Brother Robert X, thank you for joining us again. Hotel. Well, I appreciate you for bringing me back on. Well, we're going to finish this wonderful information that uh, you was giving us last night. Yeah, well, first of all, sister, uh, uh, let me express my heartfelt thanks to those people around the planet, and I'm literally saying around the planet, who uh, sent me the emails. Uh, uh, I, I really, really appreciate it. You know, that that's the stuff that keeps me going uh, when uh, I feel that, I connected with someone somewhere else who also have parts of the puzzle, uh, as I do, uh, and together we collaborate and put those uh, parts of the puzzle together such that we get uh, more and more of a complete picture. And I see my work uh, as being a part of this whole manifestation of creating a picture. Uh, But I must say, sister, I don't normally go back and listen to programs. I listen to, uh, and people were talking about 22 minutes, 22 minutes, that, and I don't believe in coincidence, and there's no such thing as coincidence. I did, that, I did a forum many years ago uh, called What a Damn Coincidence, pointing out, 
Yeah, pointing out the irregularities and people who think events and things happen happen by coincidence or happen right. No such thing. All things are connected because all things come from the one. Mm-hmm. You know that that's the symbolic nature of the matrix. Everything is connected. Now I must add this: uh, even the synthetic people are connected. Because uh, from what I've been able to ascertain, they too have a part of our DNA. But they're not connected as all other people. That's why all other races of people on the planet are closer to us in terms of uh, uh, their color, of uh, being melanated, than the white people. Mm-hmm. So uh, historically, we've always been able to coalesce with those people of color around the planet. And that's why those people uh, have our symbology and their history. You won't go to any other culture. I'm talking about Yi Ching. You won't go to any other culture and not find our history inculcated in it. Because we were a traveling people who traveled the globe long before these people, uh, if they are in fact people, were ever heard of. They had to have been somewhere secluded, sister, because nobody ever found them. So that tells you that they were somewhere that nobody could find them. They can't find their origin themselves. So I'm saying if if you can't find your origin, everybody else can go back tens of thousands of years. You create a phony construct called Neanderthal man and caveman and all this kind of stuff to basically give credibility to your existence and then try to bring us into the mix. Unfortunately, uh, there are some black academics who buy into this, this theory, because they'll tell you, it's theoretical, but now when you come with your theory, being of African origin, they call you a conspiracy theorist, they don't call you a theorist, but their theorist is acceptable within the context of white supremacy, or they say you're playing the race card, absolutely, and uh, I tell them uh, at any point in time, uh, I live in a racist deck, so I cannot remove myself from the rest of the cards when the deck is already stacked based on racism. So, yeah, I'm playing the race card because that's the deck I'm in. That's the hand I was dealt. So, yeah, I'm going to deal with it. But, sister, 22, if, if you recall, we began last night's program And I kind of laid out some things, which is supposed to be my next form, dealing with the number 22. And And yesterday was 22. Yesterday was the 22nd? Yes. Unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) You see, I I don't, everybody can say these things are just coincidences, but again, I don't believe in coincidences. I think everything is, in fact, uh, in order. But let me give you just a little bit. Uh, uh, in terms of 22, you know, I pointed out yesterday at the beginning of the show uh, that there's 22 bones in the human skull. There's 22 books in the book of Revelation. 22 tarot cards in terms of the arcana. And those 22 cards, each one of those cards represents one of those chapters in the book of Revelation. Check this, sister. 
the last card in the deck uh, of the tarot is the Saturn card, the 22nd card. Right. Now, we dealt with Saturn yesterday being the point in the circle in terms of the ring around the planet. And then we also pointed out, as we did two years ago, uh, that there's a six-point star or hexagon on the planet, on the North Pole, and the Eye of Haru on the South Pole, swirling around, okay? Uh, so I don't think, again, that these are mere circumstances uh, that we missed 22 minutes of the program yesterday. I'm going to tell everybody, because I had a couple of people ask me, do I have the whole program? You don't have those 22 minutes because you weren't supposed to have those 22 minutes. We started yesterday when we were supposed to start. The 22 minutes that you didn't get, we'll make up for. We'll give you 44. We'll double uh, the information such that the 22 uh, becomes uh, unnecessary. Now, you know, the uh, Robert X, the people that were on the phone yesterday, they got the information. Ah, excellent, excellent. That's good. Uh, but that 22, sister, we have 22 amino acids in the human body. They're called base pairs. If you remove the amino acid that deals with the sexual, we'll leave that to the side. Uh, that's only one pair as well. But actually, 46. Uh, so there are 22 base pairs uh, that basically comprise uh, the human structure, okay? Uh, 22 uh, letters in the Hebrew alphabet, of which each one of them has specific meanings, all activated based on sound, okay, or vibration. Uh, so you can see there are a number of relationships with the number 22, and as you said, we just happened to do the program on the 22nd day of the fourth month. Yeah. And two and, and two also, is four. Yeah. And, and I also want to say, too, uh, uh, if you do Psalms 119, the tarot, those are the tarot cards, too. Interesting. Interesting. And 119 is 11. Yes. Unbelievable. And then that yeah. adds up to a two. That is But look, here's a white boy, mm -hmm. and uh, this is just part of the whole mantra dealing with 22. This article that I'm going to quote from is entitled uh, United Vibrations of Africa. I think that's what that says up there because it's cut off. Well, maybe that's the – let me put it like – it's uh, – Uh, transcription? No, that's not it. Well, just Google this. Uh, go to Afribeat. Afribeat. A F R I B E A T dot com, and pull up this article by William Deswark. William D D E Swart. S W A R T. He has a very lengthy, and these are white people, so you got to be careful with them. But even they, because of their position of white supremacy, will sometimes tell the truth because they don't fear any repercussions. I think many of us, because of the, the situation that we're in, and the system of white supremacy, 
we have to be more secretive about the things that we say and the things that we do because of the reprisals that come with the things that we say and the things that we do. But they don't have those fears. That's why I pointed out uh, about the situation with the Mau Mau in Britain suing the British government and the so-called Queen of England. And I hope everybody went and pulled up those articles. Uh, you'll find them very stimulating. But here's what this particular article says, sister, relative to the number 22. Here, the property of a platonic solid is that every side is of equal length, and all internal angles are equal. The platonic solids are the five things that comprise everything on the planet and off of it. They have their origin from the Visica Pisces. Okay, we'll get to that later. But they go on to say here, they obviously predate Plato, I must add here. Plato was one of the earlier eugenicists and a white supremacist. Okay? So when you see the works of Plato, particularly the Republic, he's talking about calling the population. Okay? That's eugenics. So when you see white people who base their entire system of white supremacy on their ancient white people uh, and philosophers, Plato is very prominent along with Aristotle as people who were the early eugenicists. They believed in population control. So I, I must put that in there so you understand who this character Plato really is. But they go on to say a number that comes up a great deal is the number 22. The whole system of numbers and the way it works is based on the tarot cards. There are universal symbols in the major arcana. There are 22 of them. The last card is Saturn. Saturn is the last card. Saturn is coupled to the number 22. It is also called the cosmos or the universe. The last book of the Bible, Revelation, uh, and it has 22 chapters modeled on that particular tarot card. One of the meanings of the Saturn card is light. You find out in the 22nd chapter that the city from heaven is the city of light. The word universe, remember we broke this down, unity one verse means song, and that deals with the vibrational origins of the entire cosmos, okay? But they, go, they say here, the word universe is used 22 times in the Old Testament. There are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet, and each tarot card is connected to one of the letters of the Hebrew alphabet. There are also 22 chromosomes in our DNA, if you exclude the sex chromosomes. You need the 22 chromosomes to make the body function. And he closes by saying, there are 22 universal symbols which embrace the totality of perfection. That's why we started this series on the 22nd. That's why you missed the 22 minutes at the beginning of the show yesterday. Because wow. <laughs> everything is in divine order, sister. Yes, I see. Everything. Yes, it is. And it gets deeper because you can see the relationship between time, real time, and the things that we do. Not this phony, it's meantime that was set up by the white people to justify uh, their uh, time-oriented behavior, because everything they do is predicated on their time. It has been uh, 
since they learned from us. And I find it quite interesting, sister, when we stopped yesterday, I uh, basically gave people just a little entree into the origin of the word Anunnaki, okay, pointing out that the origin of that word comes from the Ankh. And then you add the O and the I, which is the God force. And there are many people who say that the Anunnaki were the people who taught the ancient Egyptians and Kemet. Okay? And that they were, in fact, aliens. Now, my research hasn't taken me there, okay? So I can't say that absolutely that's who they were. But I'm going there before this year's out. I'm at the beginning of this thing. So I'm just giving you what I know, all right? But suffice it to say that O and that I, which comes to the number 10, okay, which uh, basically means that the 10 and the I, or the one, is symbolic of the male spirit. Remember, the I is nothing more than the A that's been opened up, okay? It represents the union between the male uh, spirit and the female spirit. But originally, in ancient times, the vowel I joined with every other vowel as a consonant. So you would have I-A, I-E, I-O, I-U, okay? And those pairings form the foundation of all of the historical names of the deity, okay? But the, the I-U in ancient Kemet was a verb meaning to come with the process of consciousness Evolving into divinity in this particular realm, this is what gave us what we termed the Messiah complex. But this messianic complex, by way of a person in Kemet, was called the comer. Now keep in mind, I-U in Kemet meant to come. Okay? So it's given... uh, a phrase called the comer. I-U is he who comes regularly and continually. It is the beginning of the original spelling of the so-called Christ Messiah. I-U-E-M-H-E-T-E-P. I-M-Hotep. Or I am Hotep, changed by the Greeks to Imhotep, which means I U, he who comes, E M, with, he tap in peace, and it also means he tap means the number seven. That's the origin of the word Imhotep. Okay? And it's symbolic meaning. And if you go back and break down the I and the U, what the things that we talked about yesterday, you'll see why, because they're all related to the God force. That's why our people understood the relationship between names and the people that we gave them to. 
Because if you call this name, these names have power. Based on yeah. the sounds that come from them. So if your name is Shaniqua and you're naming your children that, you should run and change it. And that goes for me too, sister. We should not be wearing these names that have absolutely no meaning. No people on the planet, I don't care what country you go to, even the white people, their names have meaning. Okay? So uh, in the divine consciousness, and this is really interesting, the cycle of creation unfolds to bring peace from chaos in what's called the seventh cycle. Now remember, as we discussed yesterday, the brain functions on chaos. It cannot be orderly because it must be allowed to consume things to put them in a particular perspective. So it brings order out of chaos. Now, notice the white people have taken that mantra to mean how they move on the planet. They bring order after they create the chaos. We see it going all over the planet right now with these so-called Arab Springs that have been facilitated by George Soros, Brzezinski, Obama, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton, and the white people that give them their marching orders. Anybody that thinks that the the, uh, Secret Service were being busted about some hoes don't really understand because the Congress is full of hoes. And everybody locked them up. So this ain't about hoes. If you go back a month prior to this, you might recall, I know some in the audience do, the white boy down in Atlanta who ran his own newspaper who said that Netanyahu, one of the biggest murderers on the planet and extremely dangerous, uh, had three choices to deal with Obama, one of which was to assassinate him. If you Google uh, uh, an article titled, uh, Will the Zionist Kill Obama by Shooting Down His Plane? Okay, Uh, there's an article that just came out about three weeks ago after that first article. Here's what I'm saying. I believe that they were setting Obama up for assassination, and we've gone through this before. This is not the first time the media, people in media, all of them Zionist Jews have called for this. Okay, and we've chronicled these things going back to his election. So this is not new. They're putting out the feelers to see how people were going to respond, okay? But I can assure you, as this thing has grown, where we now have people in the military being kicked out of of their spots. So this ain't just no secret service. It's important to note, sister, that we pointed out some time ago, and you can get the book, uh, uh, what's the name of the book? Uh, I'm going off the subject matter as usual, but this is important too. Uh, uh, I can't think of the name of the book. In this book, the white voice talks about the privatization, okay, 
of the intelligence community. And we kind of dealt with that uh, a while back. And that the entire intelligence apparatus of which there are major fights going on within it right now is uh, now a Zionist construct such that they control the Pentagon and a large part military. Okay? They're called Christian Zionists. Again, you might, some of your listeners might remember when we pointed out that they even put Christian uh, sayings on the weapons and got busted. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, well, that's because the military has been taken over. Okay? And that Obama's in a position, oh, the name of the book is Spies for Hop. I go to my little library here and pull it out. Spies for Hire by Tim Chirac that deals with the privatization of the intelligence community, uh, which is why you see Homeland Security now being taken out of the airport and put all around the country as your new police. This is the Gestapo, the SS, because these are the people who began to lay down the psychological framework for control after they were brought here after World War II uh, and put inside the CIA because they were uh, large brothers of Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones is the origin of CIA. Okay? So that's just to give everybody a little bit of perspective on what I'm talking about here. So this is not a joke. And personally, I always feel like you get what you put out there. If you align yourself with the thieves and murderers, then when your murder comes, no one should feel sorry who is really a righteous person. Because you get what you put out there. That's karma. That's real. Okay? So if they come at him, it won't be because he didn't go and, and, and participated in the, the massacre and the killing of Libyans that's still ongoing to this day, and nobody will say a word. It's unbelievable, sister. And now they're doing the same thing in Syria. Okay? Using Al-Qaeda. <laughs> anyway, I'm off the subject, rather. But I just want everybody to understand that I'm holding a lot, my breath. A lot, of pe- a lot of people don't know who Al-Qaeda is. Well, Al-Qaeda was created by MI6, British Intelligence, uh, of which the... Uh, the uh, dominant uh, so-called Muslim force uh, in Egypt, uh, I can't think of their name, that name either because I've been immersed in metaphysics here, uh, but they're now poised to take control of Egypt, okay? The Muslim Brotherhood. That was, the Muslim Brotherhood was created when the British took over uh, for the Turks in the early part of the last century, the early 1900s, when the Turkish Empire failed. They created this. It's also important to note that the Saudi, so-called Saudi royal family, is no accident that most of those so-called terrorists that were on the plane employed by the CIA, okay, uh, all, damn near all of them came from Saudi Arabia, as did Osama bin Laden, okay? That's because Saudi Arabia, the House of Saud, have their origin in Judaism. They're Jews. You understand what I'm saying? So they're the financier backdoor for much of what's going on 
in the so-called Middle East that we call properly North Africa today. They're the backdoor financiers because they don't have to be accountable to anyone. They've been in control in that, of that area for over 100 years now, okay, since the fall of the Turkish Empire. And they are, in fact, the progenitors uh, training the terrorists. With MI6, British intelligence, Mossad, Israeli intelligence, and CIA that's been co-opted by uh, the Zionists or, uh, uh, or Mossad. And almost all of the communications equipment that's produced in this country today come from Israel. It's not an accident. So when you talk about spying, you need look no further than Israel. And so if you just merely listen to that name, sister, dealing with the origin of the uh, alphabet, the alphabet numeric system, you have to ask yourself, is Ra-El. Okay? Not is it real. Right. Is Ra-El. And I say, yes, Ra is. Embedded in that is the origin uh, that the white people term Isis and Osiris. Is Ra-El. So, again, you break down these words and understand those letters, there's a reason that those letters are where they are consistently. And there's a reason that the vowels are what they are. But let me let me uh, go back here, sister, because I'm, I'm off on a tangent here. And I, I, now I understand when people say they're off on a tangent, what they really mean is uh, they are basically acknowledging the role of sacred geometry because the tangent uh, is dealing with sines and cosines. Okay? The mathematics. And as I said yesterday, everything, and I do mean everything, has its origin in mathematics, uh, particularly geometry. But, again, if you understand that that seventh cycle that I was talking about, that the divine consciousness uh, uh, brings about in terms of creation, you then understand that seven basically comes from Hetep, okay? From the, from the word Imhotep, which was later changed to Hep, H-E-P-T which is Latin for septum, septum, which will later be changed to September. What month is September, Sister, numerically? The ninth month. That's the ninth month, which is supposed to be completion. And now you can begin to understand where the number seven, scripturally, was originally the number four completion, it subsequently, with the advent of white supremacy, becomes the number nine. And basically given the month, September. That's why I told everybody to pull up Gil Scott Heron, who was more than a, a poet, uh, an entertainer. Pull up dot, dot, did it, dot, dot, dash, the ghetto code, and it'll blow your mind. Okay? 
you'll have renewed, renewed respect for Gil Scott Heron because Gil Scott Heron to me was Steve Coakley in the theatrics field. That's who he reminds me of. Okay? Uh, but let me deal with a little Hebrew here. I think this is in order. Uh, the H in the alphabet and the S in the alphabet are interchangeable in Hebrew and in Latin. So is the J and the I related in their uh, basic, uh, both of them represent the masculine and spiritual essence because the J is nothing more than a replacement for the I, again, brought in with the concept of a system of white supremacy because everything that they did, once they put laid down their particular system, they hid our stuff uh, with their stuff. Right. But it's much of it is still the same stuff. That's what's important, okay? Only it's used in a different manner. But that J represents the return to primordial spirit. That's why it's got the hook on the end. And if you really look at it, you know, just picture the J in your mind. It gives you the construct of the male genitalia. So, again, you can understand its relationship to the primordial man, the spirit, which is uh, really manifested in sperm, okay? Uh, but that J represents the return of the primordial spirit mind, because that's where it comes from, as a man thinketh. After the descent into the womb that we mentioned yesterday really represents water, and it's no accident that the word for woman the first three letters is W O M. Okay? Mm-hmm. Next letter is A. Final letter is N. All dealing with what I talked about yesterday the A, the M, and the N. The O is really the primordial spirit again. So that's just merely saying that she is part and parcel of the man. That is why. Her genitalia is the exact opposite of the male's. Hers is internal. The male's is external. And that's why you have the uh, two of the four elements, which is represented in the four triangles, okay? Uh, uh, Earth, air, fire, and water. Those are the four elements. Uh, One is represented by a triangle, equilateral triangle, which means all three sides and all three angles are equal, Uh, one pointing up and the other pointing down, which gives us the six-point star in the middle or the hexagram, and uh, uh, that is, in fact, the symbol of the Hebrews, and it's the symbol of the Masonic order, which all are part and parcel of the same thing, just as the Hebrews created Christian, or the Jews created Christianity to hide behind it. Okay? So that's important to note that. But uh, that that J, uh, being representative of that primordial spirit, uh, basically says that this is what occurs after the descent into the womb, or matter, or water. It's interesting what happens 
when you add water to this equation, sister. Now, I mentioned this particular article, and I told everybody, and I encourage everybody to get this and read it three, four, five times, or however many times you need to read it to get the understanding of it. You may need a dictionary, but that's all right. You should have one anyway. Everybody should have a dictionary, okay? But here's what it says on... I can find it because this is not my original copy. I don't have any notes in here. Uh, on page 13, says here, and keep in mind we're talking about male and female in the I and the J, in the water and the sperm or primordial spirit meeting the, the female water, which is in fact a biological nuclear explosion. That's birth. It is a biological nuclear explosion. They say here, it is impossible to pass by this term of the turning of the I into the J. The two are essentially the same letter without calling attention to the astonishing significance of the fact in relation to one of the key words in the biblical allegory of the soul's descent and return. In the Hebrew Mosaic allegory in the Old Testament, the place where God descended in a cloud to meet and commune with his children, Israel was Mount Sinai. This name mean this name then means the Lord's point to which the spirit soul descends to meet matter. The pivot point around which it swings to begin its return to the heavens. This is diagrammed by the lower turn of the J. What must be our astonishment, then, to discover that this key name, Sinai, derives from the Egyptian word Sinai, S-E-N-A-I, meaning point of turning to return. And there in concrete reality is that and where in concrete reality is that point located? Nowhere else than in the physical body of man. The physical body of man is the Mount Sinai of the Bible. And where else could God and man meet than in the body of his human child? An obscure point in scholarship has at least come forth to enlighten us on one of the most important features of the so-called sacred scriptures. And I have to uh, applaud this white boy for coming forth with the research and telling the truth, understanding the origin of the alphabet. Because, again, every single one of those alphabetical letters, as is the Hebrew alphabet, our first symbols of something. You didn't add a word. It was just the symbols. Okay? So that's what that means. Now, oh, by the way, there's another article. Again, that's from the Esoteric Structure of the Alphabet by Alvin Boyd Kuhn. Alvin Boyd Kuhn. Okay. There's another article I can find it here Entitled Music of the Ancients 
Music of the Ancients. You can find it at musicoftheancients.blogspot.com. This is for January the 6th, 2011. It's entitled DNA and the Cosmos, of which we did a lengthy program, you and I, dealing with this. So you'll right. see you'll see the correspondence between the shows that we did dealing with DNA and all of this stuff because it's all the same stuff, okay? Here's what they say here. Mathematics is the language of nature, and mathematics in form or in formation is sound. Mathematics in form or in formation is sound. They go on to say, this led me to several other investigations. One of these investigations helped me to realize that there is no junk DNA. It all serves a purpose. And our DNA acts in part as an antenna receiver transmitter of frequencies slash information. That's what they're, they're really talking about, the vortexes, okay? Mm-hmm. If this is true, then let's look at two oscillating frequencies, sine and cosine. For those of you, I want you to visualize this. A straight line in front of your eyes going from left to right. Now you've got a wave crossing each point in line up and down like a a frequency wave. This is mathematics. This is sine and cosine. Next to it, uh, write another wave that corresponds directly with that. Those are the mathematical symbols of sine and cosine. So for those people who never had trigonometry or calculus, and I did, you begin to understand the nature of alphabet when you go to the origin of alphabet, I mean the nature of and trigonometry and that kind of thing, once you begin to study the origin of the alphabet and numbers. So you see, they're going to say here, we are 72% salt water. So is the earth, and I'm going to come back to this salt water thing, because as I said, uh, Everything uh, in terms of birth, the original origin of birth, is for the most part a biological nuclear explosion. And when you hear biblical terms like the parting of the Red Sea, people buy into the movie version of that. How does the water in the Red Sea taste, sister? Salty. Oh, I mean, I don't know. But we know that it's salt water. Salt water, yeah. All seawater is salt water. Exactly. Okay. Now, when you hear the term parting the Red Sea, what's really being said is there is now a union sexually between male and female because the water in the female which is salty as well, your body is salt water. When you cry and the water runs into your mouth, how does it taste? Salty and when you sweat. Exactly. You can see the salt coming out of you. Now, here's where it gets interesting and the understanding becomes revealed. Your blood tastes like what? Oh, no. Salt. like salt. It, too, is salt-based. Now, let's go back and look at the parting of the Red Sea. What they're really talking about 
this copulation or this sexual, uh, uh, the male and female uh, having sex with each other. The duality, creating the trinity. So parting the Red Sea is really an act of sex. Okay? And that's why the blood is really the representation of water of which the child becomes a part of. It takes them both. That's what that means. And as you read and get into these articles that I'm going to lay out here, you come to that conclusion. Let me go ahead here. It says, because we're 72% salt water, I add a small amount of pink stone ground Himalayan salt to the water that I drink. This also electrolyzes the water, thus making it conductive, meaning it can now uh, uh, transmit electricity. We are only strong conductors of energy when our body has deaccumulated all the toxicities of the modern lifestyle and accumulated the proper minerals, magnetic current, and hydration. What are minerals? Crystals. By becoming mineralized, we become more like a crystal. When a body takes on these qualities, one creates the optimal environment to amplify the power of the music of our DNA. When one studies deep enough into the Kabbalah and the Tree of Life, with the countless other mystical and esoteric traditions, one realizes that we have always known these truths. The tree of life reflects the truth, and one knows it through the deeper study of the tarot and gematria. Gematria is the numerical value of the alphabet. Okay? This discussion on water takes me back full, a full circle back to the tarot card, the high priestess. Which, represent, which is represented by the moon and the female and Kemet sister and audience that controls the water and is associated with the subconscious dreams and memory or mem. Mem. Very prominent and used today to basically identify the memory capacity in the computer system because that's the synthetic version of the European God, as we pointed out yesterday, okay? The Hebrew letter Mim is the king of water and is represented by the hangman in the tarot cards, which is very symbolic, meaning unto itself. And I pointed out to people that years ago in the 90s, one of the Rothschilds was getting ready to break camp, and he was hung in one of the prominent hotels in New York, upside down. They said that he committed suicide by hanging himself with his bathrobe. This is white-on-white violence at the upper tier. Rothschild factions getting angry with one of their brethren, and they killed him. He was one of the heirs to the Rothschild dynasty, but they didn't want him to run it, so they got rid of it. They shut down any investigation and all media on the matter. Okay? They go on here to say, can music communicate with our DNA in ways we never could have imagined? Conversely, does our communi- communicate does our DNA communicate music with our surroundings? Uh, the structure of our DNA also reflects 
the Fibonacci sequence or golden spiral that can be found throughout the universe. The spiral is the most ancient cross-cultural symbol found. As we pointed out yesterday, sister, you can't, it's the thing that identifies us in terms of our fingerprint. Every plant on the animal, I mean on the planet, grows in a spiral. We use the tree to show that. The pineal gland, uh, in, in reference to the pine cone, uh, is a symbol of the spiral and was worshipped by our people and is now at the apex of Catholicism in terms of the symbology or the symbols that they worship. And that the, the pineal gland itself is in the shape of a pine cone or the point in the circle or a target or, if you look at it, it's a vortex or a black hole, the thing that light or information travels through and gives us the information that we call enlightenment. I hope everybody understands that, okay? Yeah. But you can find that information at the Music of the Ancients, uh, DNA and the Cosmos, January the 6th, 2011, Okay. Now, you with me, sister? Yes, I'm with you. Any questions? I'm with you. Uh, no, I don't. Now, also, you talked about the black hole. Uh, that's where the birth comes. The child comes out of the woman's womb, which is the black hole. That is correct. And it, this, the symbology of that, cosmologically, is that the very same thing occurs in the cosmos. They say once things go into the black hole that there is no ending to it. They don't know what's at the end of it because nothing ever comes out. I beg to differ with them. From my perspective, the black hole is nothing more than the thing that gives birth to the cosmos. Yeah. As above, so below. That's right. And our people clearly understood these things. Okay. And I submit to you that with the advent of quantum physics, now at the apex of everything that the white boy do, now they're coming out telling everybody that every stitch of technology that we've brought forth here in the last 70 to 80 years has its origin in sacred geometry, which has its origin in chemists and was a part or a chief part of the mystery system. Because all of the buildings that occurred, including the pyramids, they were built with the designs that they were built because they're geometric patterns. They're geometry. They're buildings of light. All of it. They're informational structures. And everything that they put in it revolves around light and information, but you'll never understand it unless you get to a level where when you go to Kemet, you vibrate in tune with the buildings. Because that's what our people did. They became one with the buildings because this concept that we call matter, of which we are and the buildings are, are all connected. And our people understood it. So they built the structures from a humane standpoint. But they were very careful in understanding the nature of the elements that they had to hide the most important of the elements 
that's called the dodecahedron. Dodecahedron. That's the fifth element. Okay? That's super important. Okay? The dodecahedron. Uh, you all you have to go to a certain level in the mystery system in order for that kind of stuff to reveal because they said it had the power to destroy humanity. And I know I'm not going to get to this, but I want people to go and, and get these articles. I'm not going to cite from them because it just takes too long. It's just too mm-hmm. much stuff, okay? I would have to do But, uh, but Robert X, can they uh, order them from you? Yes, yes. Uh, my girl has the uh, P.O. box. You can okay, send me well, a small... You can just have them to the, give you. Just have them to give. Give them your email uh, after you tell them about the donation. Okay. Yeah. My girl, she has all the. I don't remember any of that stuff because I'd be immersed in my work. So she has, and I'm not with her. She's okay. in a different location. So I wish she would put it in the chat room. Oh, she can't put it in the chat room. Uh, well, they can oh, give them your email, and you can yeah. give it to them. They can. Email. I can give it to them. Okay. Uh, M-C-C-R-A-Y-R-9599 at Yahoo. And I'm going to add this, sister. Whatever you do, don't send me a lot of money. And I'm going to tell everybody why. See, there's, everything you do has a reason behind it. And some people don't understand, oh, man, why you don't want a lot of money? Because I don't want to have to adhere to certain criteria. IRS, etc. Okay, I can accept donations. Okay, that's not against the law. They are called gifts, and I will send you a gift in return, which will be my DVDs. Okay, but I don't want to be put in a position where I've got to adhere to this crazy system based on internal revenue because that's how they come at you. Right. I hope everybody understands there's a method to my madness. So while I talk about the key to us uh, reclaiming our young people and organizing ourselves properly in the context of white supremacy is economics, I understand the, the, the formation of capital enough to know that as the progenitor of at the apex of what I've been subscribing to, I cannot, okay, Become a wealthy person at all. That's not for me. It's to aid my people in becoming wealthy so that they understand the true value of this thing that we call money, which is soon to be replaced, so that you'll see how much value that it really has. Okay? That's why, and I, I don't normally tell people this. I tell my people this off air, but I don't have the fear because if you try, if the IRS try to lock up a poor man, they'll get laughed out of court. <laughs> but I see poor as a state of being. I am by no means poor in terms of the information that I've been able to acquire thanks to my people donating to my efforts. That's it. I'm not a preacher. I don't want no lessons. I don't want no beans. It's not my value system. I don't knock it. I don't want it. 
okay? Because it's not. I gave you the reason why. Because for too long, we've contributed to people's causes, and they begin to live large. And, you know, I'm talking about the church. This is the, the definition of the church. The people need help, can't get no help. The minister has his lectures on his bands parked in front of the church. While the people losing their home, like in cloth, ain't got no heat, can't eat. And then you go to the church for help, can't help you. That's real. So I decided many years ago that I would not subscribe to that. And people who've known me for many years will tell you I've remained true to that. It does not stop me from doing anything that I have to do. As long as I get enough to do what I have to do, I am content with that. I do not need, nor do I want, uh, a huge bunch of capital. I recommend that black people organize uh, their capital in little bits to deal with the problems that we affect. Because I'm a symbol of that. Through little bits of capital, I've been able to acquire what people who have much capital can acquire, and that's the knowledge, okay? So that's why I preach economics in, in, in terms of the system that we're in as the most effective tool as Brother Garvey did and as Elijah Muhammad did because they understood the system of white supremacy clearly, okay? So I deal with these things from a historical perspective. And plus, that old saying about you can't take it with you is true. But I want my people to get in a position where they begin to work together. And I think that through the pooling of resources, you can do these things by setting up uh, corporations all over the country, which will give you movement that you're going to need when they begin to drop the curtain on us. Understand, the Jews were the richest people in Europe, all the capital on the planet. Didn't stop them other white people from coming at them. They began to understand that in order for them to be able to practice what they wanted to practice, they were going to need their own landmass. And they went and took it. That's what they did. Money didn't stop them from being thrown in them ovens. And we, if you understand who's controlling this system now, the same people that put them, them people in the ovens, they put them white people in the ovens back then, are the same people whose system you call it neoconservatives and neoliberals. Neo ain't nothing but another word for Nazi. And, and that's why we use those, the term neo-Nazi. A lot of those people are the grandsons and daughters of uh, the Nazis that were doing that back then. That is correct, sister. They were, in fact, the intelligentsia, the scientists, okay? We know many of them today as the Jason Society, that hidden group of science, scientists that you don't know anything about. Uh, but we exposed them right here on your program some time ago. Uh, people can Google the Jason Society, and you will see that they go all the way back to Greek mythology uh, and, the, uh, and Jason and the Argonauts and that kind of thing. That's why they call themselves the Jason Society. These are the people who are in contact with the aliens, all right? So when Steve Coakley was talking about circles and circles, okay, he was right on it. This is back in the early 80s when ain't nobody talking trilateral and circles and circles and Cecil Rhodes and all this kind of thing. It was that brother. It was that brother who exposed the uh, Sigma Pi Phi, the Boulay, the House Negroes, who were educated 
and very light skin and pull over all the other black people uh, by educating them or training them to control us. And for 100 years, they ruled over us while white people uh, just absolutely abused us. They were given privileges, all right? Well, almost all of our politicians from Adam Clayton Powell on down the line were members of this thing. And they were white and bright and damn near white. And so it was Steve Coakley who basically gave us the information based on his research that that thing was real, that there was, in fact, a core of negativity. The core is the center of anything. We're right back again, sister, to the point in the circle, or as he termed it, circles within circles. And I always mention his name uh, because death is an illusion. As long as we speak it, it is. That's life. Life is the spoken word, and it took the study of alphabet in order for me to understand the meaning of life. And this is where this stuff will take you, okay? Interesting. Let me, let me say this, sister. The symbology of the alpha, beta, numeric all deal with parts of the creative God force. The alphabet and numbers are parts of the God force. They all deal with creation. In Hebrew, for instance, the A or Ela, and M or Mem and Sh or Shin are called the mother letters. They represent A for creation, M for spiritual descent into matter, and Sh is the process whereby Spirit and matter combine in atomic fiery symbolism that we now call birth. It's no accident, sister and audience, that when a woman is ready to have sex with her mate, she gets burning hot. There's a biochemical reaction that takes place. And we say, man, she hot. But we don't understand really what that means. Right. Now we do. That's a symbol, a symbolic of sexual relations between male and female, which culminates in birth, where the birth is immersed in water, which is really symbolic for blood. Okay? Baptized during that birth, and endowed with the godly birthright, having survived fire and water. Okay? Now, I asked some of the people in one of the forums that I gave at the, uh, 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 one of the uh, uh, African centered organizations here. What mm -hmm. I mentioned, I asked them, was uh, water salty? They said yes. I said, is blood salty? They said yes. Those are two components. Of uh, birth, and then I asked him this, sister: Is sperm salty? I yeah. still ain't been I, I still ain't been able to get an answer from him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Go ahead, sister. No, no. <laughs> and thank you, sister. Uh, I, I love my cane talk. <laughs> I mean, 
you have to have fun with this stuff, and that's what I like to do with learning these things. I think learning should be a fun experience, you know. Yeah. Uh, you're going to run into blocks. That's what your dictionary is for, okay? But these things should be fun. Uh, for instance, check this. Uh, that being your godly birthright, sister, the Hebrew word for fire is cash. Uh, it's the I-S, but in its original meaning, it's E-H. But keep in mind that it's I-S. And the spirit goes in divine fires in man, ish. I-S. Now, what do we call a young boy who's beyond his age and is doing things that he shouldn't be doing? What do we say? What do we call oh, a young say guy? He, he's mannish. Ain't that what we say? Mm-hmm. Now, let me say this again. The Hebrew word for fire is esh. And the spirit grows in divine fires in man. So when you have a young guy, seven years old, eight years old, nine years old, and they're beyond their years because the children are supposed to be beyond their years at this point in time because the cosmos is changing them, okay? Yeah. Don't be afraid of them because they're man-ish. Understand that the stimuli for them has to be man-oriented because they're growing beyond their years. Again, That's true. You, you begin to understand uh, from, the, from the study of the origin of the alphabet. And many of the ancient spiritual or tribal Divine people were called shamans. Yes, they were. It's all connected, sister. As the S and the H and the I and the J are interchangeable, so too is the R and the L and the M and the N. I'm going to say that again. Just like the S and the H and the I and the J are interchangeable, so, too, is the R and the L and the M and the N, all of divine symbology. But there was no J in Kemet. The R was used. And I didn't mention it, but the R, or Ra, okay, there's that A dealing with the first uh, being, primordial man. And the L, which you could say, A-L or L-A, which would subsequently be termed Allah, or E-L or L-E, which we uh, 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 manifest into Elohim, are all connected. And remember yesterday we mentioned the U and the W, right? Right. The U, as we pointed out, is representing the uterus. That's why it has the shape that it does. And the W, it, which symbolizes woman and water, because the M and the W are the same letter, just turned upside down. Mm-hmm. And the N is their cousin, first cousin. Let's you know do it in those terms. But they're all related. To A-M-N It's no accident That in Kemet You had the symbol for fire 
called Uraeus. Okay? That's interesting to me because that same term was used during the building of the atomic bomb. And if you look at the symbology of Ra, its, it's primary symbol here on the planet today is the obelisk, which is representing the penis, the male genitalia, which, when it's erect, has a ring going through it filled with sperm. It is originally one. And it manifests itself in terms of its rays into tens of thousands of little spurs of which only one can get in the egg at the point of that nuclear explosion. It fills itself in light and prevents all others from coming in. It creates a mushroom cloud. Yep. Which is why the mushroom figures prominently in the history of Kemet as well. And now we see the white people taking the mushrooms to reach spiritual heights that they can't do naturally. Right. You have a substance that's produced in your brain. Uh, and I met a very interesting, fascinated, bright, spiritual brother named Brother Kalinde. I'm sure you're aware of Brother Kalinde. Yeah, I'm aware of him. Yeah. World Traveler. He mentioned uh, at one of my forums there in Detroit, the brother is so on it that we to give him time to speak. And when I come back, we're going to enjoy things along with, um, oh, what's my other brother's name? Oh, he'll be mad at me if I don't remember his name. So I got to go with his name. that they were really in 
another dimension that's been termed the ether. Yeah. The ether. That's the fifth element. The ether. The white people uh, uh, call it dark matter. As above, so below. What is inside of you is outside of you. Everything around you, as you wave your head and not touching anything, you are touching things. There are vortexes that are going on all around us. We just can't see it because we're not at that level. That's true. But once your mind ascends to a certain level, these things, as you become enlightened, you begin to see them. DMT allows for you to get there in a moment's notice and experience these things and retain what you've experienced. You can go to these books, go to this website, Souls of Disinformation, I'm sorry, Souls of Distortion, Souls of Distortion, and go through any of these books, they are regular books, one book is called The Revival of an Ancient Science, in that book, and I have to literally copy the whole book. But you can do, you can copy whatever chapters you want. Uh, chapter 5 deals with the revival of an ancient science. Uh, chapter 6 is entitled, A Ether Vibration, or Ether Vibrations, because ether has two meanings. Ether is also an artificial substance given to you in the hospital to put you out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the scientific community put an A at the beginning of it. So it's A-E-T-H-E-R. But chapter 6 is entitled Ether Vibrations. And you'll find the information on the importance of ether. And it will you inside of you because that 97% of your DNA that the white people ain't decoded yet is the ether inside of you and it will code itself based on the level of information that you get, okay, as your third eye begins to open up, and it will also give you extra strands of DNA because you can't have one without the other. They're all related. And I hope your audience is understanding what I'm saying and seeing how encompassing this stuff really is. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and like I said in the beginning of the show, uh, the people that have been studying and into metaphysics, the information you're giving us is filling in the gaps. And I want to tell the people also that if they want to call and ask you a question, uh, they can call 347-215-8041. 347-215-8041. You can call and talk to um, Robert X. Robert X, I have a call here. Let's see what they want to say. Okay. Hi. Uh, can 773? You hear me? Yep, that's yes. me. Okay. Uh, hey, how you doing, Sister Bev? Good, good. Good. Brother Robert, it's me. Yes. Hotel, sister. Hotel, brother. You know, you're. You, I, I'm not going to tell you how awesome you are, but I do have a question. You know I'm not going to accept that, don't you? You know I know, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Tell, tell the people that when I tell people I don't accept praise and awards, that's me. That's who I am. That's who I've always been, and that's who I'm going to be uh, uh, until the wheels fall off. 
And that's, well, it's kind of hard to edify back and say, that's why we love you, because you don't even want to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) But I do love you, sister. I love you more. I have a question, though. You know, I, you know, I wear the eye of Horus, right? Uh-huh. And and yesterday, while when you were elect, when you were t- discussing uh, the symbology, uh-huh. I I happened to be looking down at my eye there, and you know, when you look at that thing upside down, brother, do you know what you see? Help me. It you know that symbol that they that they want to uh, project as a fearful item. With the uh, with the Illuminati particularly like to throw up the hand signal, where they throw up the peace sign. Yeah. And it looks like with that little thing they call Baffala or the devil. Oh yeah. yeah. The Baffala. Mm-hmm. Whatever you call it, right? Yeah. Well, if Steve you Copley, take Steve, Steve Copley and Brother Hamza, uh, he was Brother Hamza Saeed Catman back in the day. Uh, he's now Brother Hamza. I'm not, I don't know what this middle handle is, but the last name is Bay. He's a Moor now. I, I sent him emails. I hope brother and sister here much love to you, and I hope they're listening. But go ahead, sister. I apologize. Oh no, that's okay. When I was looking at the eye upside down, that's exactly what it looks like. Interesting. That yeah, and I was wondering, had you noticed that? Because you you broke down not only each part and the mathematical degree or fraction thereof. But if you looked at it upside down or maybe inverted it, what would you see in terms of numerics? I'm looking and you you got me so Yeah, well that's something I'm going to look at. I'm going to look at when I can get together with you and and grab all this because I I wasn't good at taking notes yesterday nor today because I'm just so <laughs> fascinated by what that's I'm hearing, right. but that's that's all I wanted to say. I look forward to seeing you soon. And Sister Bev, God bless you, girl. God bless you. Thanks for listening. All right, thanks. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah, you, you call me tomorrow, Sister, and we'll talk. Okay, we're going to go to area code three one three five eight seven. Okay, hey, uh, Hotep, uh, Brother Robert X and Beverly. This is Michael M. Hotep from the African History Network. How y'all doing tonight? Oh, oh, okay. All right, all right. Here in Detroit, also the three one three. So I sent out, a, I posted this on uh, Facebook for uh, people to tune in because uh, Brother Robert X, as usual, is uh, dropping the science tonight. Oh, brother, yes, can you hear me break down your name, Brother Motel? <laughs> yeah, I heard you, brother. <laughs> yes, heard sir. You much love, brother. Bro. Much love. Hey, hey, the other brother you were talking about when you were here last time, I think you were talking about Brother Maduke.
over the next Very week. much so. Very much uh-huh. so, brother. Very oh, much so. Okay. And, and the fact that they're now being put on the trains and the buses as the new Gestapo. I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, brother, that's brother, that's deep. I got I have an article on that, man. Uh, uh, I was reading the other day, but uh, I'm gonna get with you on some stuff, man, because I've been doing a lot of research, man. Everything from uh, oh, and also uh, I've been doing research. I emailed. I've been doing research on the Koch brothers, the mm-hmm. voter suppression, the mm-hmm. privatized prisons, Alec, American Legis- Legislative Exchange Council, and the Stand yeah. Your Ground Law, because because they're all tied together. I've done. Uh, I've done a show dealing with Alec and uh, the Koch brothers, and the Koch mm-hmm. brothers are heavy finances of the Tea Party, all this stuff, man. All this stuff is tied together. So uh, definitely, definitely. Well, look, brother, we'll talk, and, you know, Beverly, thanks for having uh, Brother Robert X. And uh, thank you, you know, for your work. Oh, no problem. No problem, sister. Thanks for having Brother Robert X back on the show tonight, and uh, I'll let you all uh, go ahead and continue, brother, and uh, we'll have to talk uh, tomorrow the next day, uh, Brother Robert, okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No problem. Okay, brother. All right, peace. Peace. I'm making my business to make sure I send Brother Mike some of this information because, you know, I know people are are tied emotionally to this system, uh, but I've tried to tell people that there is no law. That's why you have going on what you have going on. with homeland security and fascism at our doors, and they're monitoring everything uh, subversively through the use of computer chips yeah. uh, and the smart system, the smart grid that they put in place globally. They're getting ready to drop a fascist net, and so you have to ask yourself, where does law fit within the structure of fascism, and more importantly. Where does voting fit within the structure of fascism? Because that's where we're headed here. That's corporate control of everything. And when I hear people talk about the Koch brothers, I knew about the Koch brothers 20 years ago. I don't even mention the Koch brothers. With all due respect, my brother. That's why I'm going to send you some information that I think you'll find enlightening. They are a grain of sand on the beach in terms of the white supremacist power structure. We must understand who given the orders to the Koch brothers. Why is George Soros not mentioned within the same context as the Koch brothers? Because he's equally as beastly. But we are caught up in Republican Democrats not understanding that British Petroleum finances the environment, environmentalists on one side of the equation, and they finance the people who are fighting against the environmentalists on the other side of the equation. But when you got these super major spills like down in New Orleans, was it New Orleans? That major oil spill. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was New Orleans, but uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, when you had that major oil spill, notice not one single environmentalist opened their damn mouth. They all disappeared. There was no criticism, and you still ain't heard none to this day. That's because they financed on both sides to bring about the desired result, order out of chaos. Right. 
And now they're talking about the, the fish, the, that the life that's in the water is deformed. That is correct. You know, shrimp being born and with, they, with 32 legs and all this kind of right. stuff. Right. And they feeding this stuff to, the, to us. Mm-hmm. But I'm well aware of Alec and have been for some time and their corporate holdings and that whole thing, but I'm going to say it again. We must, as Steve taught me many years ago, go to the core of negativity, okay? So when I talk about Goldman Sachs, you'll hear me mention Rothschild. Steve said always name the names, okay? Because they are one of the families that's at the apex of this thing. So we must leave here and go to the city of London and then go to Germany where the centers of power really reside. Not here. Okay? So this is what I try to get people to see. If you focus on the little things that are going on and miss the big thing, uh, it'll be the end of your thing. You must begin to focus on the core of negativity. And as Steve taught us, they come with the Bogard. They left and right. They Democrat yes. and Republican. They all pushing the same policies that are anti-human. And not one black politician has come to us and said, they pushing fascism here. They basically have subverted the laws, and not one. In NDAA, if that ain't a subversion of the, the so-called, as Steve would say, Constitution, because it's a con, too. The Constitution... Right came from the Masonic Constitution. You can go up and pull up the Masonic Constitution, and then you'll understand where this Constitution came from. So we try to go to the core, which it means the origin. We've got to understand to deal with the origin of things and not the ramifications, because if you don't deal with the root, it don't matter if you cut off the branch. you got to deal with the root. And so this is what we try to tell people. This is why your history is so important. Because once you get back to that root, you, you, you don't have time to worry about what these people are doing. And you'll put yourself in a position to do this, sister. Check this. We got the, uh, I mentioned the, 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 the uh, you and the uterus relationship to Amen or A-M-E, right? Uh, if yeah. we join the U and the R, we get further uh, uh, divine, Semitic, or Hebrew solicitation. Check this. We got the U-R representing fire or primordial spirit in Kemet, of which the first divine ray, Abraham, would come from. Becoming the spiritual father of Israel. The U and the R was symbolic of the serpent of fire, the Uraeus in Kemet. But it also represented the seven archangels, who some call the Anunnaki, okay, who created the universe using the seven cycles, which, as I said yesterday, the seven sounds made. Uh, with the human breath, okay? That's why the scripture talks about God breathing life, okay, into people. Your breathing is extremely important from your belly. Yeah. 
extremely yeah. important. Uh, later, the ad, the AB, remember I said yesterday, the A to the M to the N, but with the AB is representing the father. Well, AB is Hebrew for father. And Abraham is the Hebrew saying, Father, why? And matter. And water. Coming right back, sister, to the A-N, which was the original name for the father, Amun. We simply added Ra. Okay? Now, let me go back to the U-R. To be the father of spiritual life in the seven cycles, you have to satisfy specific criteria. Okay? It has to... uh, uh, it has to be made up of the first two letters of the alphabet in terms of the alphabet and numeric construct. A, B, being Hebrew for father. And Ra is commitment for son or God. We again have Abrahim, which as it completes its godly cycle, it becomes he with the fifth Hebrew letter giving us Abraham. Abraham. All Hebrew letters have alpha, beta, symbolic meaning, and numeric value, like B equals death, or house, G equals gimel, or camel, D equals dollar, door, A equals he, or window, M equals mem, or water, and N equals none. Or fish, but as I said yesterday, uh, in Kemet the N equals none, which equals water, uh, symbolized by the waves. Okay, and the M in English is three waves. So the M in Hebrew and English symbolizes the spiritual immersion in water, with N equaling water as well, uh, meaning uh, or denoting the return. Uh, or symbolizing the Mount Sinai, as I mentioned earlier, in the process of creation. Yeah. I think yeah. people understand that. But if you go and get the information, pull up the articles, I can only give you this stuff in microcosm because of time constraints. Okay? Right. Now, you know, for the people that are homeschooling their children, this mm-hmm. is something that they need to teach um, uh, what you're talking about as far as the alphabet The scripture tells us And I never thought I'd be quoting the scripture I never thought I'd have one in the truck In the back seat of my car But I do have one because I have to break that down too We we are not scared of anything That comprises the written word it's, I see scripture as a book of meaning It is not from my perspective The book It is a book And it is to be used uh, for its informational purposes, like any book, you take what you can confirm to raise your vibratory level. You throw away anything that's going to lower your vibratory level. So that's how I see it. wasn't always that way, but I didn't always know the things that I know. Okay? So that's what I encourage people to do. Do not be scared of reading anything. Even if you read Doctrine of White Supremacy. It will, in fact, enlighten you on how to deal with white supremacy. So read it. Dr. Clark said the best way to deal with your enemy is to understand his history. That's why he was a historian. 
And I live by that. I studied white supremacy for many years in dealing with their history. So whenever they come at me with, with something, I throw their history at them. And you should see the looks on their faces. Right. It is, in fact, the shield of David. It is the thing that protects us against them. And the thing that's going to be their undoing is their history. Okay? So, that's how... Go ahead, sister. No, I just... We had a couple more people that wanted to ask you some questions. Okay, go ahead. Okay. um, Let me see. Area code 678. Uh, Yes, yes. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Uh, uh, Good evening. I'm really enjoying uh, the lecture tonight. I got a question uh, for Brother Robert X. Um, Yes, sir, sir, brother. Um, My question is about um, if you could – I did a lot of study, and I've been trying to get the origin uh, of Baphomet and the origin of the five-pointed star as Uh opposed to the six-pointed star uh, from from, uh, what it was in Kemet and what was the original meaning of it. Is is Uh there some information you can give me about Baphomet and the five-pointed star? and why those two uh, images are being used together in um, some esoteric uh, occult-type yes. settings? Yes, you will have to get into uh, uh, the occult, okay? If you go in and, and start studying the occult, it will take you to the origin of the five-point star, which was featured very prominently in Kemet, as you stated, along with the six-point star, but was used for specific things in terms of magic and things of that nature. Study Bach, T-H-O-T-H, which the white people call Hermes. You'll mm-hmm. find your answers there. Okay. Because he's the father of magic. He presided over that. Okay. So um, that's, that's what I encourage you to do. Uh, uh, Helen uh, Blavatsky, mm-hmm. study her work. Mm-hmm. Go back and read her stuff. And others, if you read her book, she'll give you other people. Uh, that you can study, and it will take you back to the origin of the five-point star. But they are, they are brothers. Okay. And, and one more one more question, Brother X. Uh, are you familiar with the uh, writings of Gerald Massey and wanted to see what you think of the information that he has put forth? Brother, I love you, brother. Uh, here's what I'm going to tell everybody to do. Study Rosicrucianism. Study Rosicrucianism. I didn't get to any of this. Let me tell you something. They kept the archives, from what I can ascertain. They kept the archives of the Masonic Order and the origin of European, uh, the European system of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. But here's what they do. They, they, every single thing that I've read from their website, okay, if you email me, I'll send you some articles and things, from the Rosicrucian Digest. The Rosicrucian Digest, write it down, and then Google it. And just watch and read the stuff that they got to say. They talk about Pythagoras and and all that he was because they worship him. Mm -hmm. But they then turn right around in the same breath and say, well, but he studied in Kemet and everything that he got, he got from Kemet, and it was passed down to other European philosophers. So they admit that the origin of everything that they are is black people. Mm-hmm. That's the 19th degree in Freemasonry, of which the uh, uh, Islam holds sacred. And it'll take you to the number 19 
And what the number 19 really represents, remember, during the Million Man March, Farrakhan focused on the number 19. Mm-hmm. So you go to those different places, email me when you got, you know, you get stuck somewhere, mm-hmm. and we'll see if we can't help you get unstuck. And, you know, okay. <laughs> okay. All right? Okay, one more quick question. I, mm-hmm. I'm a little confused. When I, when I, when I look at uh, President Obama, I see mm-hmm. him, especially with his connections to uh, the big news and a lot of his handlers, I see him doing exactly what the structure of white supremacy wants him to do. So I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm confused why uh, the Zionist Jews, who it seems as if he's implementing all their plans, would want to uh, uh, take him out or would want to be adverse because he seems to be doing everything according to that plan. Here's what he did. When he first came into office, he surrounded himself with the Zionists to attempt to neutralize them, of which Rahm Emanuel is a chief Zionist. He's like a Zionist general. He now runs the city of Chicago and is giving these Negroes all kind of hell, and we tried to tell him with the research, but black people are hard-headed people because we still worship at the knees of white people. So there are two factions within the Jewish hierarchy. You've got the internationalists, Okay, which is in terms of the bankers. And you've got the nationalists. That's where the Zionists reside. So he surrounds himself with the Zionists because those were Bush people to try to neutralize their effect. Their old saying about keep your friends close and what else? The enemy's closer. Exactly. And that's what he did. But what he didn't understand, even coming from Jewish stock in the University of Chicago, which is where the Zionist movement was born. He thought that he could neutralize them, but he don't understand. Ain't no nigger in Zion, at least their version of it. You got to go to the matrix to see black folks involved in Zion. You follow me? Yes, sir. So he thought that he could neutralize them and uh, effectively push internationalism, but that Zionist ain't having it. Those are Nazis. That's the apex of white supremacy. That's the Nazi party. They ain't had none of it, brother. And he didn't understand that they are totally taken over, even though he come out the CIA. Barack Obama is no lamb. Trust me. He knows these things. And people say he's brilliant. Question whether he really understood the nature of white supremacy because he's been immersed in white supremacy. That's his origin. Hmm. Okay. And remember now, his father and his stepfather were both uh, students at the University of Hawaii when MK Ultra was put in place. They would be educated and brainwashed, sent back to their countries to point out anybody that was against the system of white supremacy in Indonesia and from where his father came from in Africa. Hmm. His mother came from Ford Foundation. Google it. Yes. That's how she got her money. Mm-hmm. Okay? His grandmama and his granddaddy both were CIA assets. His whole background is, is the intelligence community. <laughs> so so, so, how does, if, if Michelle Obama, prior to her uh, be, coming into relations with Barack, how was she chosen to be in such a high esteem, especially with the CIA Council of Foreign Relations and those type of things. Where 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 does she come in in terms of? She, she's a member of the Council of Foreign Relations. But why was she chosen? How how did she? You know, I mean, does she have a bloodline connection? I mean, why was she chosen specifically? Her daddy 
her family were ass kissers for the old man daily administration. They were a part of the Negroes who basically sold out for, you know, 30 pieces of silver, as scripture puts it. And they were, uh, I would say, part of that middle-class Negro that would keep his neck on black. Every job she had here, uh, including working for Sidney and Austin, the international intelligence, one of them, law firms, Sidney and Austin. Any international law firm is connected to the intelligence community. That's where she come from. She did with the work for uh, this Jewish, uh, I, can't, I, only, I can't say the word, uh, whose daddy, I mean, whose husband was Boulé, who, who his father was uh, the grandsire Archon here in Chicago named Vernon Jarrett. I'm talking about Valerie Jarrett, whose lineage goes back to the Jew thing. And they just exposed the fact that her grandfather was Jewish. Okay? Raised in Iran. So what I'm trying to show you is these people have a lineage. That's why you got to go and deal with the core negativity. Go to the center and see what springs from it. And when you go to the center, you see the intelligence community all over the place with these people. Barack Obama sent to Chicago to neutralize the rise of black self-determination signified in Harold Washington. Harold Washington, he cozies up to Harold Washington, but the activist community here in Chicago said, beware of this guy named Barack Obama. Where did he come from? They created a phony dossier for him, making him a community organizer in my community where I live, at my text, when I was at my best, okay? I never heard of him. Which tells you that the phony community organizer, he went and got into a prominent church because that's how you advance in Chicago. So he went back with Jeremiah Wright to cover his bases on that. He ran into that uh, that bump. And like many sane black men, when you run into a bump that size, it's hard to get away from it, ain't it? You know the bump I'm talking about, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So when he climbed up on that bubble, uh, he couldn't resist it. And so I turned them a big and a smile. Because in effect, that's what black people have. Neither one of them give less than a damn about black people. Okay? And that's the real. Coming right here from Chicago, and no one here in Chicago, I've tried to get them to debate me on the relevancy of this guy, because they're raising others. we got to understand, this Jewish thing, this Zionist thing, has got to the point where they're taking high school children to Israel. They identify them at early ages, and then indoctrinate them by giving them little favors, putting them in certain schools. And so they're raising a whole new crew of them as we speak. They also have the uh, lower-level politicians. They're taking them to Israel, indoctrinating them, giving them goodies. You push the Jewish thing, we'll uh, support your efforts politically by financing you. And now they've done this since the mid-1980s when we were trying to tell black people what was going on, Nobody wanted to listen because we don't come with PhDs and that kind of thing. We just come with the facts. Right. We don't care nothing about education. We want the information. And so when we try to tell our people about this, our people weren't aware of any of this. And so the worst thing you can do is to try to wake up a sleepy person. You've got to literally uh, exert trauma on them to get them to wake up. You've got to slap them. And so for the last 20-something-plus years, 
I've been slapping black folk in the face, trying to wake them up to what's really going on. But even I didn't understand that it wasn't time for them to be woke up. Because the cosmos dictates all movement, on and off the planet. And so we're in the age now where the cosmos is making us reassess everything. That's right. Again, brother, all you have to do, email me. I love dialogue with my people, and I'll help you any way I can with the information or whatever, because it don't belong to me. I didn't write any of it. I just, my people just contribute to what I do and allow me to do the research, so it's theirs. Yes, sir, brother. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, uh, Ms. Beverly D., and I'll be waiting, listening for the uh, email address, and I'll definitely get at you. Okay, thank you. Hotel. Hotel. I'm going to get that again. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to get that again right now. M-C-C-R-A-Y-R-9599 at yahoo.com. M-C-C-R-A-Y-R-9599. Nine five nine nine at yahoo dot com. We got another call, Beverly. Yes, uh, uh, this is uh, High Clyde Hotel. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can, can you hold on? Yes, 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 we can, yes, we can hold on. Oh, oh, love you, Brother Clyde. You know I do. It was I a love pleasure you too, to meet you when I when I came to Detroit for one of my last uh, times. But let me give out about ten articles here in between calls. Because we're not okay. going to get to the stuff, but I want this to at least be on the tape so people can go and get it, because uh, I'm not okay. going to get to most of the stuff, and I didn't expect okay. it. Okay, the first article is called, The Unfoldment of Numbers, The Unfoldment of Numbers, by Nick Anthony Fiorenza. That's at lightworkers.org, lightworkers.org. The next article is from the uh, Walter Crucian Digest. It's entitled, Life is Number, the Universe and Number. Uh, the Universe is Music. Life is Number, the Universe is Music. Just Google Rosicrucian Digest for 2009. I think it's volume. Let's see here. One second. Yeah. Rosicrucian Digest, number one, 2009. Right, we'll break down on the origins of the Korean uh, Triangle. The next one is entitled... Um, Numerology, a circus science. You can get that at carnival.com, carnival.com. This one is the platonic solids, which is dynamite. The platonic solids. Let me turn destitute of geometry into my doors. That's that bastard Plato. That's what he said. It's from Dartmouth, like Dartmouth College, .edu. The platonic solids. Next one, and by the way, let me mention the platonic solids real quick. Uh, Tetrahedron, which deals with fire. You've got the octahedron, which deals with air. You've got the icosahedron, which deals with water. You've got the cube or hexahedron, which is symbolic of the earth. And you've got the most dynamite one of all, which all the rest come from, the dodecahedron, that deals with the ether. Okay? Another article is called Photonic Solid. Uh, you can get that at Alexandria, H-A-L-E-X-A-N-D-R-I-A dot org, Alexandria dot org. The next article is entitled, The Hidden Energy Science of Sacred Geometry. It's from Esoteric, EsotericOnline dot net, all one word, EsotericOnline dot net, The Hidden Energy Science of Sacred Geometry, June 27, 2009. 
The next article is Sacred Geometry, Ancient Knowledge, and Modern Science by Robert Gilbert. You can find that at sacredgeometry.com, sacredgeometry.com. The next article is Sacred Geometry, All of Creation is Moving Light. You can find that at Spiral of Light, spiraloflight.com. The next article is entitled Sacred Geometry, Sacred Geometry, Language of Creation. You can find that at natures-energy.com, natures-energy.com. The next article is The Music of the Spheres uh, from the Ross Cruz and Digest, February 1951. The Music of the Spheres. The next one is entitled The Photonic Solids and Sacred Geometry. The Photonic Solids and Sacred Geometry. You'll find that at the Camino, the T H E C A M I N O dot com dot A R. And the last one is Sacred Geometry, Harmonic Pyramids on Earth and Abroad. This is by David Wilcox, the whiteboard. I'm sure some of your listeners are aware of him. And you can find that at bibliotechleopides dot net. Bibliotechleopides dot net. B I B L I O T E C A P L E Y A D S dot net. The last one is called Archetypical Vibrations, Numerology, Sacred Geometry, Sonic Pyramids and Crop Circles. By again, Esoteric Online dot net. Esoteric Online dot net. June 22nd, 2011. And the last one from that series is DNA the next Internet? And everybody should have this one, too. Is DNA the next Internet? That's from wakingtimes.com, like you're waking up. Wakingtimes.com. Much love and appreciation, uh, brother. Go ahead. Now, wait a minute. Wait, wait before you start, Clyde. Uh, I got. I want the uh, people. I have the PO box here, so okay. it's Robert X, PO box seven five four, Lockport, Illinois six zero four four one. That's Robert X, PO box seven five four, Lockport, Illinois six zero four four one. Okay. And if you send a money order or a check or something like that, make it out to Robert McCray, M-C-C-R-A-Y. That's my white people's name. Well, both of them are my white people's name, but uh, that's okay. who you send it to, M-C-C-R-A-Y, like my email. Okay. Okay, Brother Clyde. Oh, thank you, Sister, Sister Beverly. And, uh, hello, Brother Robert. Yes, sir, Brother Clyde. I wanted to, number one, I wanted, excuse me, <clears throat> I wanted to thank you. It was an excellent idea that you said you're going to name a 1912 B.C. for Dr. Ben yes. and Dr. Clark. B.C.E. B.C.E. Yeah, B.C.E. In honor ben of Ben and Clark era. Yes, sir. Yeah, which is great. Now, Dr. Ben, uh, I just want to say he has an excellent lecture on on, on the woman's uterus, which he which he calls inverted penis. Right. Yes. And also about the birth, about the millions of uh, millions of sperm, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, now, sir. and doctor, and just uh, just what you recently said, uh, Doctor Clark has said that it pays you to read uh, white folks' history because you you could re- you, you can tell your history of what they've done against you. That's correct. Now, so when you when you start looking like now, you mentioned uh, the spiral. Yes. Which is in nature, as you yes. said. 
And also, I can't think of a Latin root of spirati or something, but anyway, uh, uh, spiritual is the same root, comes from the same root word. That is correct. And also, when we stop and when we stop and think about the, uh, uh, I think we have to. Oh, and I wanted to say also, Asher Quasi and also Doctor Ben's book, Black Men of the Now, gives an explanation of the six-pointed star, which as you already said is two inverted pyramids. That's correct. And also. And also the five-pointed star, which is what they call the, uh, which really the eastern stars derive from that. That is correct. And most of them don't even, don't realize that. No, they don't. And, and also, when you when you uh, when we stop and when we stop and look at the when we read the, the, our, our scholars and Dr. Ben has spent more than seventy years trying to get this knowledge out to us, as did Dr. Clark. Then when you go start reading some of the other books. That say you mentioned uh, briefly a couple of the dynastic families that control the world wealth. Yes. And so when you start reading it, you'll see how they sold everything they got. The eye, the genesis of it came from our came from our people. And unless we and if we begin to learn, if we begin to learn what our ancestors did, and then uh, the and see how the Europeans and the Asians have copied from it for their own selfish reasons and, and never giving Kemet or other melanated people in the southern hemispheres the due credit for it, for for having the ability to do that. Yes, sir. And so, and you mentioned the uh, the Zionist. Well, see another. Uh, it, I, I, can't, I can't call the first name or time frame, but Herzog. Yeah, you're talking about Theodore Herzog. Yeah, I think he's the one who started the Zionist movement. Yes, sir. Yeah, and also the uh, the I think the series of papers, the Balfour Papers. That is the Balfour Declaration. That is correct. Balfour Declaration. Yes. Well, I've been years since I've read that, and like you've already said, you mentioned about the, about the Mau Mau. Well, back in the fifties, I was studying uh, uh, Yom Kenyatta and the Mau Mau movement. Yes, and sir. as the Germans as the Germans wrote down what they did for the, for the Jews and so forth. Yes, they do keep they do keep the records of of, of, their, of their atrocities. So this is when you study. You, it's like you get a thread. If you follow it up, you'll find out anything you want to know. And once you begin to find, and this is including the Catholic Church. Yes, sir. And once we be, and once we begin to learn this, we will voluntarily withdraw from uh, the dominant the European society. Now we never watch them. But that's why all the prominent scholars of color throughout history have all been advocates of nonviolent non-participation. Yes, and if, and if we do that and stop going for this foolishness and the okie doke within five, and start teaching our children some of the, the, the bring out that latent genius that is within them, within less than five to ten years we'd be a there'd be a different group of people in a different country. They'd be coming begging us and then we'd have to be aware of what, what we're uh, what we're up against. But I I, I wanted to Great with that. Yes. I just wanna again it's a it's a pleasure to talk with you and to see that you continue to do the research. Now I've not forgotten I promised you a tape by Doctor Ben the evolution of the law. <laughs> yes sir. I will get oh, we got music class. Okay, I know I know the researchers that you are. I know you hadn't gotten it, and so also now, talking about fire. Well, the pyramid, as Doctor Ben teaches, that pyramid means the house of fire. That's correct. And so, 
And some of the like the uh, and so like the gentleman before mentioned Massey. Well, he gives uh, and also Joe or Joe, probably you want to pronounce it. He gives how yeah. some of the Hebrew words are evolved from Latin, some of the traditional Latin languages. Yes. And also uh, how uh, what they mean. And you mentioned in the Metanetra. Now yes. we have a we have here a great scholar Bonacci that teaches the Metanetra. Here. And also, uh, uh, Sister Ricretti Welty. Yeah. She's probably she's probably one of the foremost uh, scholars we have in this country or the Metanetra. Well, Clyde, like I need said, for you to call me and give me this information again and see if I can okay. get in contact with them. Because yeah. I know we, we have a few people who teach it here. But they're in the mm-hmm. university setting, and I don't know, you know, they do it in the university setting. I don't know whether they do it outside of that. So what yeah, I'd like to do is does, open it but up to does our it outside. People. Yes. I'd like mm-hmm. to open it up to our people outside of the university setting. So I'd mm-hmm. like to dialogue with them and see if yes. we can set up somewhere. They can aid me in sending me information or tapes or whatever they got. And, you know, we can all help each other in this endeavor because it's going to take all of us. Uh, yes, I agree. Agreed. And also, we have to stop depending on all these PhDs and yabba dabba doos and so forth. Uh, you know I agree with that. The knowledge <laughs> is what's important. And yeah, that's uh, right. the knowledge is what's important. Now, would you, I'll ask Beverly, would you do me a favor? Yes, sir. Uh, uh, I was out of town uh, for, for some time. I left my I left my phone book, and I don't have it, so I I, I need numbers to call. But I'll I'll do that and, and hook this up for you if you can call and give me the numbers to call. Uh, Beverly, give Clyde yes. my number. Can you can you contact Beverly? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I have I, I have you. Clyde number. I'll call you. I Clyde. appreciate it. Okay. okay. I'm sorry that, but I appreciate your help. Okay, you, thank you. It's always good to run into older who are taller than me because you want to look up to the elder. Yes. Now, we, we have two minutes left. Uh, someone else asked a question here. Um, they wanted to know, let me see, where can I find this question? Oh, they wanted to know, uh, did you watch the Young Justice League? The who? The Young oh, I talked to that brother. I did watch the uh, YouTube. Interesting. Interesting with the cartoons. You know, we pointed out years ago that the cartoons got real dark, and that's when the cartoons ceased to be cartoons that made you laugh, and they became cartoons that had an esoteric theme in them. And so you got to be real careful with the cartoons and the children because the children will mimic what they see on the cartoon. Exactly. Real careful. Sister, I didn't get to a lot of stuff. But I want to make sure I give them some information on the pineal gland. So well, we have me, one minute left. So, okay, uh, let me give you at least okay. two, two or three articles. One okay. is called the uh, Egyptian numerology, the Pythagorean triangle and its esoteric meaning. That's Rosicrucian Digest, again, volume one, 2009. The other is called the pineal gland from wayfinding, W-A-Y-finding.net. The next one is called the occult secrets behind the pineal Cone Art and Architecture. That's from Richard Cassaro, C-A-S-S-A-R-O.com. The next one is Pineal Gland, The Gateway to Higher Dimensions. That's from EnergyFanatics.com. 
and the, of course you can go to YouTube and, and get or YouTube. Well, uh, you can go to well, and get other stuff. Thank you, sir. Okay, but we, we're down to 50 seconds. But what they can do is they can go to your P.O. box, they can email you, and for a small donation or for a donation, you can send it to them, the rest of the articles. Yes, I will send it. All right, let me say this in closing. Grand Nubian, that person who is that name would know what I'm talking about. Grand Nubian. Love you, sister. Love you. Peace and love. Thank you. We appreciate you. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for listening, and I will be back on next Sunday at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Next Sunday I will have the Chakra Doctors uh, with me, and so join me next Sunday. Peace and much, much love. you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.